Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. episode of Why Won't You Date Me, the podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could throw popcorn down my throat and never give me water, and I would still date you. <laughs> my, <laughs> They get dumber and dumber every episode. <laughs> my guest today is my road dog. She opens for me on the road. She also has a podcast <laughs> called... <laughs> Who's your god? It's Amy Miller. Hello from quarantine. Yes, we What's are. What's up, Nicole? Oh, not much. I was just saying that we are recording remotely because uh, social distancing is what's going to flatten the curve of coronies. I know. I miss when we could be um, doing stand up comedy shows and being in the room with other people. That was fun. It Sometimes. was fun. <laughs> We have fun together. You were with me in Portland, and Portland was fucking sick. We did, what, seven shows? Oh, yeah. Portland was so fun. I think we have fun together. I was just saying this to Marissa. Hi, Marissa. (laughs) Our Spokane trip was dark for multiple reasons, aside from the snowstorm. But, yeah, we make the most of it. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Spokane, Washington, a place... uh I don't know if I'm going to go back to. <laughs> that's the thing also that's so funny is I like, I like explore, you know, I'll mm-hmm. like walk around a town and see its sights, even in a snowstorm and like go to the mall. And you're like, um, 
I'm good. Well, I just didn't want to walk around in the snow. And then the last <laughs> show confirmed why I didn't want to be around those people. That <laughs> of course. You, I think you went to the arcade or whatever, but that man was like, I have a nine inch dick. And I was like, oh my God. All right. Get on up here. And then I, <laughs> I ended the show after that because I was like, I don't know how I can tell jokes after a very small man who claims to have a big dick gets on stage and like says I have to activate his dick. It was so wild. You have to activate it. It was so nuts. And also he did not. And that's fine. But he just didn't. And so it's like, why scream that out? Okay. Why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. Amy, can I ask you a question? Anything you want. How long have you been doing comedy? Um, nine years. At the end, well, yeah, at the end of this year, it'll be ten. Okay. And during these 10 years, were you single for any of these years? I was. I was single for the first four, although I had some little like short little relationship things. But for the most part, when I started, I was very single. And then, yeah. And then I slutted it up for like four years. And then I've been in a relationship for five. Have you had, I ask all female comics this because I'm very curious about it. Uh, have you had chuckle fuckers? I have had a couple attempts on the road, but sometimes, uh, I don't know. Um, it's kind of unappealing, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's a there is a cool way to do it. Like, it's been appealing when someone's just like, oh, you're so funny. I love your comedy. Can I buy you a drink? But if it's mm-hmm. like, you can sort of tell when people start dropping the names of like other female comics and you're like, oh, so you hung out with this person and this person and this person. All right, I'm good. Wait, has that happened to you? Yeah, I think that's more, I think that's more of a phenomenon with, uh, don't want to stereotype, but with like lady chuckle fuckers that you can sort of deduce You know, that it's like the more names you just dropped, maybe you do this all the time. Although I have no judgment for that. I think like I have no problems having sex with someone who has also slept with my friends. I Mm. think it's beautiful. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) do you really? um, Yeah. Yeah. I have no issues with that. I mean, I don't know. I'm from the Bay Area and it's like a very uh, it's like a place with a lot of local pride and is therefore very incestuous in a lot of ways. So okay. you have a hard time finding a dude to date in the Bay that hasn't been with your friends. So it's like, it's fun. I don't know. It's just a little party. So the Bay Area is a lot like improv. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, of course, stand up ended up being that way, too. So I don't mm-hmm. mind that part. But like a straight up chuckle fucker, like I'm only doing this because you did a show here. That's that's weird. It is a little weird, but like truly I was on a quest for it. I was like, this is fully what I want. I want to like fuck people on the road who are like into (laughs) me because they think I'm funny. And And you deserve it. Yeah. Well, it didn't ever really happen for me. So now I've given up on it. Oh, I mean, that's sick. That makes me truly furious. (sighs) And since I've been... In a relationship, I, I've tried to, like, wingman or wing person for, like, lady headliners if I'm opening, so I'm happy any time to do that for you. But it is shocking how scared boys get sometimes. Yeah, men seem to not find me sexually appealing when they find me funny. That doesn't make any sense. 
I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I mean, lately what I've been getting, you know, back when you could tour two weeks ago, um, I, I would get a lot of uh, like men who'd be like, I'm, I'm a straight male and I'm a fan of yours. And I go, okay. And they're like, and this is my girlfriend and um, you're my pass. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Well, I'm just like, do you think I'm just going to like open up my labia and like let you dive into my fucking uh, vulva? <laughs> no, sir. No, thank you. While your weird girlfriend with no neck is watching me? No. Uh, so this is my theory. I think that the problem is a lot of the ones who would like we truly would want to fuck and like the, like they're also men sometimes that think they're being respectful by not bothering you. And it's like, well, no, like <laughs> there's no way for you to know for sure. But I mean, try it. <laughs> you know, I think they just get intimidated sometimes. And then it's like, ugh. Why doesn't but that doesn't happen to the dudes on the road. No, men on the road can literally look like a fucking potato and girls will be like, oh, my God, that potato made me laugh so hard. Mm, I'm going to fucking <laughs> carve a hole in that potato and fucking eat it out. I don't know. I love how he's I love how he's worn the same hoodie every show and it's from a different comedy club. And it doesn't <laughs> smell good. But like, I hope Twizzlers fall out of his pockets because I love him. It's I truly I talk about this all the time. It's so upsetting. It's very redundant. So sorry, um, Amy. I did something very interesting. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen my dating profile, but I used to show it to my guests. And I, I don't think so. Well, I've since stopped doing it because someone in the comments was like, this is redundant. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess if I don't change it, it's redundant. But I made some changes to my dating profile. On my Hinge, which is my main app right now, I deleted my picture where I'm holding a big dildo. I'm so proud. Thank you. I am not getting as many matches as I was. Oh, my God. Was it like a giant? Like, what did the dildo look? It's like comically oversized, right? Yes. It's like, I don't know, maybe like 22 feet tall, maybe. Or maybe like <laughs> a foot tall. It's huge. I also... Change. They have like little prompts. I changed the prompts. It says dream dinner guest. I said the minions, which is my old answer. But I added easy to social distance with them. Them bitches tiny. (laughs) I've gotten no bites. Uh, Nobody has been looking for me. So see, I was going to say because I was wondering not that you lost some of the comedic effect when you lost the dildo more than like the come fuck me effect. But yeah, I mean, you have that great Minions line, so I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Amy. <laughs> so sincere. <laughs> it was very sincere. I felt it through the the Wi-Fi connection. I heard it in your voice. I I honestly don't know. I I don't understand. I would date you. I don't I mean, I would swipe for sure. Thank you. Well, I figure I'm not getting hit up as much right now because nobody can leave their houses. And it's like, why start a conversation with somebody not knowing when you can fuck them? Yeah, that's legit. In general, have you talked to other like um, comedians or like women who like are on a fame cycle that they're because I feel like I was just talking to Nikki Glaser about this, that she's getting a lot fewer responses. 
Since Corona hit? No, I feel like when more people know who you are, then they're like, oh, uh, either this is a fake profile or she's not going to date me. She's a cool buyer. I have no idea. I mean, if you did a quick Google search, if you know who I am, my podcast, Why Won't You Date Me, <laughs> would pop up. And then you could go, oh, this is probably her because she's on a dating site. Yeah, that's true. But we've had so many buddies who have been getting like flagged as like impersonating themselves. But still, I don't yes, know. Yes, I had a friend who got flagged on Grinder. Uh, they tried to take his profile down because they're like, you're impersonating somebody. And he's like, I am that somebody. <laughs> and I think dating sites are probably just like, well, if you're going to impersonate someone, I don't think it'd be Nicole Byer. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I think it's a crime for you to not be fucking constantly or in a relationship or whatever you want. You're so funny. You have that sweet, sweet ass. OK, you're uh, a delight to be around. You. You can um, squat all the way down to the ground, which as a big girl, I cannot do. My thighs aren't strong enough. Yes, you can. Next time we're on the road, I will show you. I can't do it. I mean, if I'm in a sex situation, I can hold on to the headboard and still like sit on that dick. But I can't just like freely squat onto a dick. Oh, I don't think I've ever freely squatted on a dick. I am on my knees. Oh, well, you should try to be on top and squat on some penises. No, no, no. I'm on my knees on top. I'm not like on my feet. Oh, yeah. But you can do that, too. I'm, I mean, that's just another option. I'm just saying I've never done that before. Well, I also, know you have the thigh strength for it. So what are we doing? <laughs> well, I'm new to being on top because for a very long time I was like, I'm not getting on top. No, thank you. No way. No how. Um, how so come? I just started. Just as it was like more work. No, I, well, one, I didn't realize how much work it was till I started doing it. But <laughs> yeah. two, um, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast. Maybe I have. I don't know. But um, I was hooking up with this dude. This is like a decade ago. And I like climbed on top of him and I looked at him and I was like, I've never done this before. <laughs> and he didn't find that cute or sexy. So then I was like, OK, maybe I just don't do that anymore. Uh, so then I stopped doing it because he had a, a weird response to me screaming in his face. Oh, fuck that guy. I hate that those moments. I mean, I've had those moments, too, where like one weird response from a dude makes me think like, oh, maybe men don't like that. But like he just mm -hmm. sucks. He did suck. Um, we our date. What do we do? I met him in my apartment. I was sitting on my stove eating a steak that I'd stolen from a restaurant <laughs> And perfect. He, he was like out with my friend. He came to the apartment. And then uh, as he was leaving, I gave him my headshot with my phone number on it. <laughs> I must have told this story. Mars, have I told this story? I don't think you have. This sounds new. Oh, OK. <laughs> wow. It sounds new. Well, yeah. So I gave him my number with like my fucking headshot. And then he called me because he left my his glasses at, at my apartment so I was like, the only way you get your glasses back is if we go on a date. And he was like, OK. So I, he was like, where do you want to go? And I was like, to see the color purple. If you want to date a black, you you probably like watching blacks, which is an insane thing to say to somebody. But we both showed up wasted. We saw the color purple and then we continued drinking. And I kept going on and on about how much I love the Olsen twins, which, you know, isn't great dating talk. But then we went back to his apartment in Queens and had like okay sex and 
Yeah, then I got on top of him and then never got on top of somebody else for a decade. Maybe he thought you were saying, I've never had sex before. Oh, no! <laughs> ah! <laughs> well, my thing with being on top, and it's not like I'm doing it 100% of the time, but I like the show of it, okay? I'm like, look at this. Sweet titties. Look at them. You better fucking appreciate. <laughs> like, it's just a, it's a very showy moment. <laughs> but I do sometimes it- worry about breaking a dick. But like, you know, whatever, it'll heal. I don't think you. Oh, yeah, I guess you could if you like landed on it wrong. Um, Also, like, I don't love my titties. So like, that's another reason why, like, I didn't get on top. But now I don't give a shit. They're what I got. And everyone should be so lucky to suck up on them. We exactly we need to. Yeah, you need to love your titties because everything going on is perfect. And it should be a nice show. You know what? I don't I don't like that. I don't like that you said that about your titties. I'm upset. No, I said I used to not like them. Now I don't care. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I want you to embrace fully just the love of your titties. I don't mine are like old and have been so many different sizes, so they're like they have stretch marks and they're like saggy, but I don't know, they're like great tits if I was like a mom of 3. And <laughs> I think they're so fun to look at. They're all like, I don't know. Every woman's body I, is so beautiful. I think so. Uh, but I do a thing where I look in the mirror every day and I look at them and I'm like, they're what you have. And maybe one day I'll get a titty job. I don't know. I don't want them bigger, like by any means. I love having little titties. My back never hurts. Yeah. Uh and I can like squeeze them into things that normally I couldn't if I had bigger titties. Yeah, you're out here wearing some tiny shirts for like. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you could button up a shirt if you wanted. Probably like uh-huh. that's such oh, a blessing. Yeah. I love having tiny, tiny, tiny little tits and a gaping wide pussy. I'm kidding. It's uh, <laughs> I would say pretty tight. I don't know. Uh, but we do have to take a break. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
you know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I gotta say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So... Even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better, and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta, muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Long days and no drumstick make for short fuses. And this fateful Monday, my fuse was as stubby and hungry as they come. Where are the drumstick vanilla cones? Take it easy, Sonny. Where are the drumstick vanilla cones, please? Yes! Sweet, creamy, crunchy, crispy, decadent deliciousness. <clears throat> Sir, I can ring you up. In my preoccupation with scoring a drumstick, I had forgotten my wallet. Uh, do you offer buy now, pay later? Another day, another drumstick. And we're back! Oh, boy. So, okay, Amy. Yes? Have you ever been on the apps like have you ever app dated i was yeah so i was on um if there's any fucking nerds listening to this uh early like working in tech living in san francisco um on like the first of all the onion personals do you guys even remember um i think there was something called like nerve and this was just like not even an app yet like a website so i Mm. met a boyfriend that was pretty long term like two and a half years from the Onion personals, and then oh. later, um, when I lived in Portland before I met my dude, I was on the apps there, and it was a fucking nightmare. Like, truly just some of the most passive homeless men I've ever 
Passive and homeless. <laughs> yeah, Portland is not a good place for app dating or even app hooking up. And at the time, I was like kind of making a Portland name, you know what I mean, for comedy, like Portland famous. Mm -hmm. So everyone was just behaving so weird either way, whether I wanted to like date, date, or whether I wanted to just hook up. It was never, it was never simple. Mm -hmm. It was either like too many feelings or honestly, the one guy I met on an app in Portland that was the chillest on the first date because he was just like, yeah, whatever happens, happens. Let's go to a movie. Let's get drinks. Like, we did karaoke. He was fun. I knew absolutely nothing about him. Second date, mm -hmm. he said the N-word fully multiple times. And then I... Whoa! That's wild! <laughs> removed him from my home. And before he left, he grabbed the six-pack from the fridge. No! Oh, my God. Yes. You should have married him. Nicole, it was after... <laughs> it was after I already gave him a blowjob. Oh, uh, you can't behave poorly after a blowjob. Wait, was he saying it in reference to a certain person or was just, like, wildly throwing the, world, the word around? So what was even more annoying is it was in the context of comedy where he, he was literally saying, like, you know, Louis says it and I like it and I say it too and then he just started saying it and I was like yeah you really can't say it um and especially not in my house and so you have to leave and then but it was he said it like four or five times it was like after I showed that I truly didn't want to hear it he did it again so I was like okay you gotta go and then he took the beer on his way out and I never saw that man again Honestly, I really hope that he doesn't know what happened to Louis C.K. <laughs> and he still tells people that he says it because of Louis C.K. <laughs> I know. But also I do. After talking to him, I got the feeling he was like a true like Montana racist. Like it wasn't just a, a like free speech thing. He was like he he enjoyed it. He enjoyed saying it. And I was like, oh, my God, I sucked your dick. This is the worst. I don't think I've ever had anyone so bold. I mean, I have fucked a Trump supporter, but A, I didn't know he was a Trump supporter until I got to his house. And B, I was already at his house. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> oh, for some icing on that on that N word guy cake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Frost that N word cake up. <laughs> he was, I think, the only man whose dick I've ever sucked who stood on top of the bed and then put both hands on the ceiling, like in the most like power Whoa. stance, weird control. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of into it at the time, but now I think it's hilarious that that's the guy that did that. So wait, he stood on the bed, put his hands on the ceiling and then you were like kneeling on the bed. Yes. That's I've that's another thing I've never done. That's wild. <laughs> His head was like thrown back in just a dramatic ecstasy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I kind of feel nauseous thinking about it. Oh, maybe I maybe I'm not giving good enough head. I I've never had anyone do that. He also only ordered vodka waters and that just freaks Ew. me out. <laughs> no ice. Ew, Amy, that's disgusting. I'm not saying I'm proud of this guy. Ew, imagine ordering a vodka water. <laughs> I mean, although anytime I leave like LA or New York or like a city city, I'll be like, may I have a vodka soda? And they're like, 
Sprite? What kind? <laughs> yeah, Coca-Cola. <laughs> no. You want some Coke in there? I'm like, no, like, I want <laughs> club soda. I didn't say and pop. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's so wild. Everyone, everyone's crazy. That's, oh my God. Amy, is that the worst person you've hooked up with? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, no, no way. And what I was going to say is for first dates from the Portland apps, it was probably the best date. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Just because we had fun and it wasn't like complicated and filled with like either too many emotions or like questions about how maybe they should start comedy. What do I think? You know what I mean? Mm. Wait, on what date do you think emotions should start? Um, I don't know. It kind of depends on who it is, because sometimes if I really like someone, I'm not like being emotional, but I will say like, I like you. And I think that's okay. I'm really into like needlessly deep conversations sometimes because it's more Mm -hmm. entertaining than like, you know, how many siblings you have or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that I gave... I gave off some wrong signals a lot of the time. So when I was on the apps in Portland, I also went out with this guy who like started telling me that he grew up in kind of a cult and would like, you know, sleep in the bed naked with his mom and all of his siblings and like his aunt or whatever. Oh. And I was so interested. I kept asking questions about it, even though it was deeply personal (laughs) and super twisted. Well, honestly, it, truly, if somebody is going to offer up that kind of information, yes, I need to know more. It's true. But then because I was so interested, then he like went in for a kiss later and I was like, oh, no, I have no, you know, I mean, I was nice about it. But like, I appreciate the bold move because that's, you know, a lot of people don't do that. But like, no, I'm not interested. And he's like, you were asking me all those questions about my cult. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I just like cult knowledge. <laughs> That's so wild. I fucking love it. Wait, so you think, okay, you don't think there's like a set date where you could go, we've had deeply personal conversations, uh, only date me. Um, No, I don't think there's a set date. I think it really depends on the situation. And it's always kind of like hard to figure out because so with my current relationship, Adam had like this sort of classic what you could have interpreted as like, He's just not that into you because he was like, mm-hmm. I think, nervous about how serious it could be. And the timing was weird because I was going to move to L.A. and there was all this stuff. And he had also been dating someone that we both knew. So his response to the like, I like you and we should be serious was, I think, to pull away. But like, I'm a crazy person. So I was like, oh, he's just scared. <laughs> but there's no way to really know sometimes which one it is. And I ended up being mm-hmm. right. And then, you know, now we've been together for five years. But at the time, it probably made me seem insane to be like, you don't mean that. You do want to be serious. Is that what you had said to him? I mean, pretty much. I was like, I'm not going to let you get away. (laughs) Um, I tricked him. And then I ended up being right. But it's like, you know, if I hadn't, that would have been a really weird situation. And how long did you date when you were like, I like you? Uh, you're being silly. You want to be with me forever. Um, it happened kind of fast. I mean, within a few months, but then, but then I did, I think I've told you this and it's still so ridiculous and we joke about it sometimes, but I did the Steve Harvey 90 days till sex. (laughs) You did tell me that. (laughs) To let him get the cookie. (laughs) Yes. 
Steve Harvey has a rule where you don't have sex with somebody for 90 days and that's how you get that's how you catch them. Why can't I say catch? That's how you catch them. Good lord. I just had like an aneurysm. That's how that's how you that's how you catch them. You got them good. You catch them good. Uh but yeah, Steve Harvey has all sorts of rules about how to catch a man and it worked for Amy Miller so maybe <laughs> I think that it was already working and I was like really obsessed with Steve Harvey at the time so it kind of started as a joke and then like 40 days in he was like wait are you fucking serious and I'm like yep and then I just sort of did it because I I knew that it was going to be serious I had never done anything like that in my life pretty much every boyfriend I like hooked up with right away mm-hmm so I don't know that it changed like the longevity of our relationship, but it was very funny at the time. And it was for <laughs> practical reasons because I was like, okay, I don't, I think the first time I fuck you, I don't want to use a condom, but I'm really safe. So we both have to get tested. I'll get on birth control and then we can fucking go nuts. Um, so it was kind of worth the wait in that way. Oh yeah. That's nice. So you've never used condoms with him? No, no, ma'am. Oh, that's real nice. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I had a friend the other day. She was like, does sex really feel better without a condom? Like, is it really that big of a deal? And I was like, I mean, it's not a huge deal, but it does feel better. It feels better. And it's not a huge deal. But when you're like living together and stuff, it's and it, I mean, yeah, like by all means use condoms, but like. it's more convenient. You know, you wake up in the middle of the night. Maybe someone has a boner. Maybe you just want to, like, be on your side and let it slip in. Like, you can't. And when there's this whole production of, like, you know, getting a condom wrapper. I was so shocked the last time I was fucking around and dating that how many men just absolutely do not use at all and, like, try to just get in there. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no. (laughs) I think, okay, so I I just said I don't love a condom, but I use condoms because I need to protect my pussy because I ain't trying to get nothing strange from a dick. Yeah, like a baby. (laughs) Well, a baby, an STI, Mm -hmm. any of that shit. But um, I noticed when I started being more uh discriminate no that's not a good word is that a word Mm -hmm. i don't know i started like picking being more picky with who i went out with when you was catching them (laughs) yeah when i was when i was catching them (laughs) men i started being just a little bit more picky (laughs) and talking to people like slightly longer than i had been i noticed that like every person i was like okay you seem to have courted me a little bit on this app they all use condoms and treated me nicer than people who it was like a quick back and forth and we met up and they're just trying to like jam it in. Yeah. But yeah, like if you're not cognizant and like really diligent with it, people will try to stick any old thing in you. I know. Well, I'm just always like, if you did it that fast, like tried to go in, you do that all the time. That means you don't know what you, you know, what you've touched. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just not a good idea, guys. Wrap it no. up. If you are hooking up with multiple people, you should always wrap it up and or be on birth control. Yep. Although I'm I'm not on birth control because I'll never get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really think that? 
hell yeah, dude, I'm never going to die. <laughs> I'm never going to get pregnant. I don't know how those things are related. Hell yeah, dude, there's two truths in my life. I'll live forever and I'll never have a baby. <laughs> I have, knock on wood, uh, never have an abortion, never had an abortion, which is absolutely shocking because I was such a whore. <laughs> um, but I, you know, it doesn't like, it doesn't freak me out anymore. I would get one in a second. I'll get 10. You'll get 10? Yeah, why not? I may have said this on the podcast, but I used to work with a woman who had six cats. And I asked her why she had six cats. And she said, one for every abortion. And she wasn't kidding. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's amazing. (laughs) She also used to go through a bottle of vodka every shift. I wish I could remember her name. She was truly a lunatic. I... She was like a treat. Like, I love talking to her. She had the worst stories. And you're like, how are you still alive? She sounds really fun. She was probably so good in bed. Sometimes like it's true crazy pussy is like (laughs) what a gift. (laughs) I always wonder like if I'm good in bed. I don't think anyone would lie to me. Do you have suspicions that you're not? Do you feel pretty confident that you are? I feel pretty confident because I've got a Big old butt, and men seem to really enjoy that. Yeah, who doesn't? I can tell when I'm phoning it in for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think historically I've been good because I think that a lot of it is enthusiasm. And if you do really want to be there, that is like already steps ahead of a lot of people. <laughs> um, and it's so fun. Like I think sex is so funny sometimes. I just like. I'm like, I can't believe we're doing this, you know? Yes, I think it is very, very silly. And I'm not like a sexy person. So I'm like, I like to laugh during sex. Um, I'm also working on eye contact because that was a big thing for me. I was like, it's hard to look at people. It's too intimate. And then you're like, I feel like I'm, I'm we're having a staring contest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I learned that kind of early. I don't know why. Maybe because that's the thing. OK, straight dudes listening. Um, when you also say like affirmative things like, oh, that's hot or you're sexy or whatever. Or like mm-hmm. I like when you look me in the eye when you suck my dick. Then we also file those things away and we're like, oh, maybe yes. someone else would like this. Like, uh-huh. so don't make a fucking weird face when someone does something new. Just like enjoy it. And I think mm-hmm. so when I was in high school. Um, and I had the same boyfriend in high school and then into college for two years, we didn't have sex for a long time because I was so Christian. Oh, you were a Christian? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I have the religion podcast. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Your friend is stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I was very set on being a virgin until marriage, but then we did everything else. And so, of course, like all good Christians. And I think, I think I early on, which now is disgusting to think about, like a 16 year old sucking dick. It makes me want to vomit, but <laughs> not if you're Dane Cook. What? Um, oh, dang. <laughs> she went there. But I think I got good at some stuff really early because that was like all we could do, you know? So we're like all foreplay, all oral. And then it's like, if you do that three times every day after school, you know, you're an expert. <laughs> You would suck a dick three times a day? Sometimes, yeah. Well, I really liked him. <laughs> My God, Amy. 
That's wild. I mean, I, now I'm in my thirties. Adam's gonna be sad when he listens to this. <laughs> He's gonna be like, I could have had it three times a day. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I enjoy it though. I've always liked. I feel like it's a weird power shift where very early on I was like, oh, I feel kind of powerful when I suck a dick, even though it's like taken the other way a lot of the time. That's how I feel because I don't know, like I control what I'm doing. I also don't let people grab my head anymore. So I'm fully in control. Oh, absolutely not. And if you do, yeah, I will immediately leave your home. I'll just bat your hand away. I, I'll finish what I started. <laughs> well, you're nicer than me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a boyfriend really early on that was like talking to me about this. And I and I mentioned that it made me feel powerful. And he was like, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, no, I could like, like, I do feel in control, but I could also bite your dick off at any moment. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, yeah, but it's the same. When I'm going down on you, I could just bite your clit off for no reason. And I'm like, yeah, but men are always more powerful than me. So that's not a role reversal. Like, you could also just strangle me or whatever. Like, <laughs> I would be so upset if someone bit my clit off. <laughs> really? Why? <laughs> I would just be so sad. I'd say, hey, that's not nice. Don't do that, but let's finish what we started. Yes, I'll finish what I started, but I really didn't like that. <laughs> Ouchie. Now, fuck my clit hole. That's awful. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how awful. Nicole, okay. the quarantine has made you really worse. <laughs> yep, being cooped up in my house, just thinking of awful things to say to people the next time I get to speak to them. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Anything. Do you, you consider yourself a plus size woman? You've got a whole bit about it and how you're brave. I do. Um, yes. It's very funny. It's on Comedy Central. Yeah. Yeah. On YouTube too. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. I, it's one of my, not my favorite bit you do. You've got, so you got this cancer bit that I like, but anyway. Thank you. Did you find being um, bigger than like a standard size woman hard when dating? It doesn't seem like you've had issues. I have had issues. Yes, I've had so many issues. I think the biggest one being, well, A, straight men are cowards. And I think what happened, and I had a lot more jokes about it early on in comedy because it kept happening to me, especially in Portland. We have no shortage of people that want to have sex with us and also like use our emotional energy and hang out with us, right? Like, Mm-hmm. We're funny, we're fun, we're cool, we're hot, we have fat butts. Um, but <laughs> there's a much smaller percentage of straight men who want to sort of like own it and say, this is my girl. It's changing now a little bit. Like, you know, we're all doing our part. Thank you, Lizzo. Thank you, Nicole Byer, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 10 years ago, it was it was much, much worse. And it would be like, well, I want to hang out with you. I want to text and call you all the time. And I want to have sex with you and and everything. But like girlfriend is a lot because men often date for their friends. It's like, oh, look who I'm dating. Do you approve of me now, other dudes? Mm-hmm. And um, it's truly cowardly and disgusting. And I got very much at the end of my rope with that. But it also gave me all these... Issues where, like, early on, like, when I was talking about Adam sort of being scared of us getting serious, 
I thought that was it. And he was like, no, that's not me. I don't give a fuck about what anybody else thinks. And I care about you and like you. But I had that in my head. Like, I was just convinced. Like, oh, he's just like everybody else and he doesn't want to date me publicly because I'm a fat girl. And he's just Mm -hmm. like, you know. So I assumed that about everyone for so long and it was really hard to, like, deprogram that. Um, But it's real. Did you guys, like, go out to, like, bar? Like, what kind of dates were you going on? Well, okay. That's why it's a little more complicated because... He was running a comedy club, so it was a little bit scandalous. Um, And Mm. we were trying to be professional, too. So there was already kind of like a hidden element to it for both of us. Because I also didn't want people to be like, oh, that's how she gets work, you know? Mm -hmm. So it kind of started that way anyway. And then I just convinced myself that, like, that's what it was. Um, No, but, like, when you would go out on dates, would you go out to, like, bars or like would you go out in public yeah we would yeah we would go to the movies and go to dinner and stuff um but that fear of like oh what if someone we know sees us was for professional reasons but i Mm -hmm. also convinced myself it was because of how i looked i would like always convince myself that like i didn't have a boyfriend because i was like fat or whatever but then like when i started like actually dating people i was like well if these people are going out on dates with me Mm -hmm. i don't think that's the issue like if we're holding hands like on the street like i don't think that's the issue yes i think that's a good barometer but i i kept encountering men especially in portland who didn't want to like they did only want to hang out at my house or go to the movies and they wouldn't hold hands in public and then i was Uh like oh you're just a fucking coward you know like you don't deserve my time and it was over and over and i wasn't at that point i was like already in my 30s so i was bold enough to be like don't text me anymore like we're done and i don't want to be your friend (laughs) and i would like block them because i think it's just like gross and then they would end up with these girls that were fine, perfectly nice, but like thin, you know, thin, forgettable women. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what you needed. Yeah. I Anytime I date somebody and then they end up with somebody else, I'm like, that's what you wanted? This person doesn't seem interesting. Yeah. This person doesn't seem like they make you laugh the way I make you laugh. But, you know, I guess... Uh, Or not, I guess. I know that I'm a lot. And some people don't want that. Some people just want boring. I know. Or to be, I mean, I think with, mm, I'm really generalizing here. I'm so sorry, everyone. Am I sorry? I'm sure someone (laughs) will tweet about how they didn't like your generalization or write it in the comments. They'll make sure I know. (laughs) From my experience, I feel like a lot of straight men I know, um, have also wanted to be be the funnier one, be the smarter, you know, and ha- and like feel power that way and then have it be like, well, her power in this balance of the relationship is that she's hotter than me. And it's like, OK, well, she's also a whole person. So I don't know. I don't know. Dudes are really weird. And I still I'm like, I'm happy I'm not out there. Yes. But, you know, having said that, relationships are really fucking hard. And, you know, some of our like rockiness um, mm-hmm. and it's been, you know, not like perfect all the time. But then when I like think about being out there, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, be, I'm out here. I'm in these streets. It is very hard. Uh, 
But also, like, I'm okay being alone. I would say I'm okay being alone 75% of the time. Mm-hmm. And then 20% of the time I'm in the shower being like, is it me? And then my therapist and I will have a nice little session and she'll go, no. No. It's, it's not you. It's definitely not. I just wonder if there's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is like what we do is meet people when we're working. So it's like mm-hmm. hard for ladies in comedy to do that because you're often going to be the funniest, most like shining, bright, brilliant person in a room. So I don't know. I think a lot of men just cower under that. But once you find someone who doesn't, then he's perfect, you know? Yeah, I just need to find my dad, which is an insane thing to say. But the more I think about my parents' relationship, I was like, oh, yeah, my mom was so funny and she was so loud and people fucking loved her. And my dad was so quiet and would just like stare at her and be like, that's the lady I love. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. And Do you feel like you would be attracted to that, though, like someone that was not outwardly funny back? No, my dad was very funny back. He was just it was quiet funny. Mm, he has to he had to pick his moments. Yeah. So like when they were together alone, yeah, he could be as funny as he wanted. But like in public, he'd be like, oh, maybe I'll say like one funny thing. But well, for the most part, I'm just going to be very quiet. Yeah, I could. I think I could go with a quiet person, but as long as they were okay with me talking and like wanted to, you know, keep up a conversation. But I'm okay with someone who's like a little quiet. Yeah, I think I think we have a good balance on that. I mean, Adam, I think just by nature of also working in the business industry um, with funny people, like is comfortable not being in the spotlight, which is great, but also makes me laugh all of the time. So that's perfect. I think a lot of people that work with him probably don't even know he's super funny because he's like, well, I'm not showing, I'm not going to turn on for you. You know what I mean? Like, I know he's funny because we work together for a little bit. He's so funny. He's the best. He's, I think you're so lucky that you found someone so wonderful. Thank you. But uh, yes, um, speaking of the dad stuff, it's so funny because a lot of the like rockiness that we have had, like when I've talked to my mom about it, she's been like, that's your dad. And I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not from a textbook. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my therapist says we seek things. Oh, fuck. I can't remember what she said. It's something like uh, if you were looking for like validation through your dad, when you're looking for a man, you're probably looking for validation through him. Yes, absolutely. And I also like, I mean, sometimes I need validation at home. And then I live with someone who's been like working with famous people all day. So it's like, (laughs) um, can't really, you know, I need a minute before I can encourage you also Uh to follow your dream. And I totally get that. But sometimes that gets hard because that's who you want it from the most, you know, is like the man you're living with. And it's like, well, you know, I've been dealing with big personalities for 10 hours. So like... Mm -hmm. Give me a moment and then I'll encourage you. Um, but yeah, I mean, my dad was totally like that where he's like charming on, you know, he's like the guy at work that everybody loves and doing everything for everyone. And then he would be like, I need to be silent and sit in this recliner <laughs> and watch a golf tournament. And we're like, look at this. Look at me, dad. You know, daddy, look at me. That's uh, how I was with my papa. I'm your special little girl. 
um do you have any advice for me as to what actually doesn't matter i don't i mean if you have advice cool if not (laughs) we're all inside so it might be a while before i implement it but do you have any advice for me i would say a fully love and embrace your beautiful titties okay and or get them done whatever works Sounds like a plan. I like this wide option net. Well, I don't know. When we've been on the road, I haven't necessarily seen you around someone that you were super interested in. So I don't know how much you really let go for it. But I would say you're just going to have to get used to making first moves more of the time. Oh, boy. Okay. First moves, Nicole. Uh, That's exactly the opposite of what my therapist said. But okay. Oh, really? That's interesting. I mean, everything really changed for me when I took it in my own hands and started being like very upfront. Did it scare many men away? Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> Even if sometimes I was like, do you want to fuck? They'd be like, um, don't make <laughs> don't make fun of me. And I'm like, oh, I was serious, but I guess you're afraid. It's fine. Well, my therapist is very much into she was like, you've been chasing people. Has that worked out? No. Mm. So she's like, maybe if you let them chase you, it might work out. So that's that's what I'm doing right now. But maybe I'll do a mixture. Yeah. A mixture of making some moves and a mixture of uh, letting them chase me. I, lo- I mean, yes, I like to be chased a little bit and I understand that. But then there's also a moment where you have to have like, like outwardly forward interest you know what i mean like yes i like you or i want to fuck or whatever it is your goal is like stated Uh, stating your goals out loud (laughs) i don't know i believe in that (laughs) all right i think that's good advice amy i asked most of my guests this i've only missed a couple but would you date me of course, you know I would date you. I know. We but were I semi-dating it. for a while until comedy got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, comedy literally got canceled and it feels fucking insane. It's really weird. And I'm like, I miss seeing people. I want to be on the road. I miss Nicole. Yeah, it sucks. It does suck. Okay. Do you have anything you want to promote? Sure. Yeah. My podcast, Who's Your God, which is we talk to comedians mostly about their religious and spiritual beliefs you did it you were great uh, it was a very personal yes. interview which i appreciate and um if you go to my website amymillercomedy.com speaking of fucking you can buy a pillowcase with my face on it that says i'm sleeping with amy miller Ooh! yes 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 and i will mail it to you with a note i love it well uh if you like this episode oh wait i have something i want to promote i wrote a book So I wrote a book. It's called hashtag very fat, hashtag very brave. The fat girl's guide to being brave and not a melancholy down the dumps, weeping fat girl in a bikini. It's a self-help book. (laughs) It's real dumb. Uh, There's lots of pictures of me in bikinis. You can pre-order it with the link in my bio on Instagram or on Twitter. Also, I have another podcast called Newcomers. It's also on the HeadGum Network with Lauren Lapkus. And we are watching Star Wars for the first time. Um, Also... Uh, If you say something dirty to me, I will read it out loud. This person said, uh, I want to eat your pussy until you reach a level of squirting. I want you to squirt all that pussy juice in my mouth. Then I'm going to spit all the juice in your mouth so you can squirt in my mouth all over again. Yes, back and forth forever, baby. 
Yuck. <laughs> okay. I love it. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Nicole. Bye. Bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.